This is another eye roll podcast. I was given a real gift of saying goodbye because thinking of talking about, you know, spiritual realms and energy exchanges, I couldn't be there to hold him, but I knew how it felt and I was able to let go. And that was a beautiful thing. It happened one other time with my grandpa. So I knew it was real, the same thing, but it was an ocean. And I got to say goodbye in that way. And I woke up the next day, they, I got a call that he passed away. And like, wow. So to be open to the channel, what are animals, our people, I think it's the same wavelength of love. It's the same wavelength of love. Hey, I'm Katya. I am a writer and a life coach for animal people. And I'm Jenny. I'm the founder of Better Together Dog Rescue. And together we are your hosts here at The Animal That Changed You. We are moms of both humans and dogs who want to advocate for animals, support our animal friends, and seek out ways to make a difference. So if you love animals, you have come to the right place. This show is for you. Oh yeah, we're starting mid-conversation. I'm not even going to pretend that like, you're not. (laughs) Well, I mean, what we were discussing prior to this record. Hi, everyone. My husband is shirtless at 1.30 in the afternoon on a Friday. Mm-hmm. And that and was that, shocking to me. Like, because I thought and, it was like 8 a.m. That's like kind of acceptable. But like, I don't know your husband. I feel like I do intimately now. And I'm a little. I mean, you're very close. <laughs> Everybody, this is Alicia Gaddis with us here today. Who's, oh, we're bringing you. Listen, it was such fire from the minute these. That the three of us got on this call that like I we we just hit record and like you're joining like in media rest. Yes. I just want to explain like Nate is home right now because he's doing online classes. Without a shirt. Without a shirt. <laughs> and he has my two sons who are eleven and eight have also inherited the no shirt. So it's just like there's there's boy man nipples out all the time in this house. I love it. I mean, I it's very it was a shocking development to see that happen. You don't often see like full chest hair walk into screen and like what's like, going on over there? Are we are we like buttoned up? Are we wearing turtlenecks? In my house? In my house? Not, no, I not turtlenecks. I, I, I often have on a kimono or a robe a lot. Like I, I love I, it. When I you have. Do. I I always I mean you've seen me in one oh, many times, Katya. I've never seen anything <laughs> on someone that it's like, oh, this was the design of the human when someone was creating this this beautiful garment. Like it's per- it's like you. It's perfect. that is very nice. It comes out of the fact that I also I think I'm just jealous of the husband because I want to be like roaming around, but we don't have a lot of uh, what's it called curtains in our house. <laughs> Yes. So, and then like we go into like, I'm in Los Angeles. So it's like, it's like, it's like a free show. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I don't mind that, but my husband's constantly like, cover up your goods. And I'm like, nobody wants to see a 42 year old woman's goods right now. I mean, they do, but they do. I say that all the time to my hairy chested husband. And he's like, (laughs) men, men, like it's like men, period. Like Mm -hmm. men will want to see anything at any time. That's what my husband says. I think that's amazing. And I think my mother would be really proud of you because since I was a young age, she has desperately tried my sister and I to be robe wearers and we are not. (laughs) Jenny, you're not a robe wearer? No. And like she shipped us off to college. Like you need to wear your robes. You're in a co-ed dorm. And we were like, we're not robe wearers. (laughs) But she is like kimono robe wear. Like she lives in it. She loves them. 
I so. always even pack one every time I travel and I travel a lot. I constantly have a kimono in my in my bag for the hotel room. Mm, like it's what I you can mean. like it's in the in between. It's like you don't have to get dressed. You're not fully in your bra and undies or nude. So if someone came to the door like ding dong, you could be like, "Oh, hello. I'm ready to I'm ready to welcome you. I receive you." Oh yeah, I will receive, I receive you now. Would you like a, <laughs> an espresso or champagne? Like I don't have either of those things, but I mean I do. But, but both go with the robe. Like you could right. be offering both equally. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas right. I am always in leggings as if I might work out because <laughs> if I, you know, if I get like 10 minutes to do it, I try to make myself and then basically spend the 10 minutes thinking about what workout I would do if I were working out. Work out. <laughs> However, when you come to my house, you assume I'm going to give you a Gatorade. Like that's yeah. the vibe oh. I'm giving off, even that's though- nice. It, I need yeah. electrolytes. I like electrolytes too. So mm-hmm. it works out. They we, are. They're good. We're doing good. okay. We're all doing okay. We're doing a great job. Actually. Jenny, I what's, mean, what's Katia, your car? You and I yeah. are, are doing okay. Alicia is doing fabulous. Like, <laughs> I know you all listening cannot see what we're wearing, but like clearly Katya and I rolled out of bed. <laughs> I, of course, have my Better Together shirt on because that's my entire wardrobe. That's your robe. And Alicia is in this gorgeous golden fall colored. Is it a dress? It is. It's a dress. I mean, oh my God, it's stunning. Guys, so, but if you're average, average. we're average. You've never been so accurate about any statement. If you go to Alicia Gaddis's website, aliciagaddis.com, or if you go like follow her on Instagram and Facebook, like you will see a collection of outfits. That- of stunning, of stunning. It's, 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 it's a pro. It's a, it is upsetting to me. <laughs> I have to stop. I have collect. I have a collections. I'm looking around my room because I have two closets full of dresses and shoes. And outside, I'm going to show you. Yeah. Uh, no, we want to. Oh, so oh keep wow. it going. Those are, is... so just, and the two closets are full. So those are just like gowns oh, and sequins. It's a lot. It's, tell I love this fashion. Why. Tell them why. What do you do for a living and you wear them? I love, well, uh, this I wear casually. I am. <laughs> this is me sequins. on my bed. This is. I literally wear sequins casually. Daytime sequins, soap opera casual is one of my best friends, Kate and I call it. Soap opera casual is like very important because I'm either in a kimono or or a dress. Like there's no, or like a muumuu. Like I love a big calf tan, right? But I am, I'm a writer and a, I'm in a band and I'm a performer. So I often go to a lot of events and I love like, feeling like me when I do it which me is like you know they like extra was like termed like oh she's so extra like like extra is like just I'm that's what I've always been like I can't right I can't extra extra it's just like you're this is you it. are sequins I, I have like Katja. never felt so <laughs> unexciting of myself <laughs> like well, you're fabulous. I know, that's but your you're vibe. way cooler. That's like, not, let's just no. Jenny, let's just she, be honest here. She, Jenny, she She's said, honest. I'm just going to quote back to you what she said, because <laughs> I do have a follow-up for you specifically. She said, I go to these big events, this very, you know, fancy glamour. Like, this is the life. But she <laughs> wants to feel rooted, aligned herself, right? I'm reading between the mm-hmm. lines. So she wears these beautiful gowns. 
if you were going to go feel like mm-hmm. you, what would you wear? Because I don't oh. even have an answer. Well, I do oh. maybe. I want to know yours. I have one. I think I have one. Jenny. I, so my goal and like, for those of you who don't know, I had bariatric surgery three years ago. Oh. So I dropped 115 oh. into like a body, not about, you know, being thin, about being healthy. Mm. But like, they always said, like, what do you picture yourself? Like when you, after you get through this, like, what's your, your dream board picture? And it's like tight pants, stilettos, <gasps> like a, like a tucked in shirt. And like a, a leather jacket. Oh, like, yes. I've never queen. seen you in this. And now oh, that's all uh, I want. Uh, 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 I'm putting it on later and I'm sending you both a picture. I can see it. I can that's, imagine it easily. It that's like, like effortlessly chic. Just, and you know what? Like the next version of that could be like, even like you have your t-shirt on with that leather jacket. Like, oh, I'm just so casual with a tight pant and a stiletto. I wore a stiletto to pick my daughter up just from school yesterday with a tight, with a boot cut jean with a shirt. Of course you did. I don't and own she was a stiletto. It's like you would rock that. So, I mean, I just met you. I need to I try doing like, that because yeah. I'll tell you what school drop-off was the other day for my children. Jack was in the front seat, my oldest. And Akate, I think I told you this already. He was like, are you wearing a bra? <laughs> And I was like, no, why? And it was because my right boob was tucked under the seatbelt. Stop it. Like hanging where it's not supposed to be. And he was like, what is that? And I was like, that is the breast of a 42-year-old woman who has nursed two children Mm -hmm. and who has lost weight. That's my drop off. Like, and if literally that's your drop. That's your drop. drop. And with that, your drop off. Yeah. If, you're, if you're late to the drop off lane, you have to get out and check them in. So they're always panicked. Like we need to get there because I cannot get out of the car and what I'm wearing. Dude, <laughs> that's drop off. Like I need to start getting into the stiletto drop off and pick up. I if- only get dressed for that. So I'm, I get dressed to do the drop and I change it the second I get back. I put on like a jewelry, like a whole thing mm-hmm. because it's like the optical illusion of having your shit together for that moment. Like, like, honestly, so if I went to drop off dressed up, there would be an intervention. <laughs> like people would be like, are you okay, Katya? Have you been body snatched? Are you on heroin? What ha- are you okay? Like, it would be a pa- people would panic in comparison. You're to always look gorgeous. You always look great. Can I? Well, you're very nice. But can I tell you my my essence, guys? And, and by the yes. way, do, I don't I don't own this. This is just oh. what I know to be true. Okay. Well, it's a new moon in Scorpio, so whatever your intention is right now, it's going to happen asap. So okay, I'm um, so happy that you're saying that. <laughs> Have you seen Killing Eve? Yes. Season one. Okay, Judy Comer. So Villanelle's outfits, the pants, the high-waisted wide leg pants with the matching blazer, but color green. Oh. Color violet. Color navy blue, but then the shirt is the brightest yellow. (gasps) I want a pant. I want to be covered like Diane Keaton. But I want it to be sexy. And I want to wear my Chuck oh. Taylors with all of the things. So it's perfectly tailored. 
perfectly tailored. I can wear my sneaker and it's like, damn, she's had those sneakers forever. And she's so, so salt of the earth. Oh, and you have good hair. So your hair's going to, I'm imagining your hair with that outfit. Oh, chef's kiss. That's going to go on our vision board, Katya. We're doing a vision board and that's going to go on it. Yeah. Uh, Alicia, do you do vision boards? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you are a vision board. You are a vision board. You're a walking is, vision board. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. You're seeking vision board. Thank you. Would you share what's on yours? Oh, you know, I need to make a new one. I keep the same vision board, like the actual board, and I rotate it as things happen. But I have one that's like from a while ago that was glued, like a glue, do like an actual cutout. But mine have po- like note cards that say what I want, surrounded by the pictures of thing of visions of like how I want it because I want to be like incredibly specific. And then I have a pouch that when the vision comes true in its time, I put it into the pouch and it's like and it says done. And so then I go through and I'm like, oh my God, I thought that was impossible. Wow. I thought X, Y, Z. Oh my God. I sold that book. Oh my God. I got this. Oh my God. I own wow. this thing. And it's such a huge reminder to me, or I'll be like the simple stuff. Like I'll put in like opera. I want to go see the opera. And then I'll be like, put the tickets attached to the note card of like, oh, you got these tickets for free. Someone gave this to you. You manifested that. It's like, it's, Legit, legit situation. I want to take notes. We all need a pouch. We all need a pouch on our vision boards because that's a brilliant idea. You need to see the progress you're making too. Because you you don't realize. Yeah. I mean, and some of the stuff has stayed on there and I, and, and some things I'll, I'll, I'll have on there for a while. Like I'm talking a few years and I'll be like, is that my true vision? Like, or is that what I thought I wanted? Like, mm-hmm. where am I in my life? And I'll like, take it off. and be like, this isn't what I wanted anymore. It wasn't, it wasn't meant to be, but some of the things like I had silly stuff, like for a while I wanted to like have be kind of like live in two places. And then it happened. Like we had a home in Indiana and a home in Los Angeles. And that was like, crazy because at the time we couldn't even afford the back house renting it that we were in you know and so like that was on there I think for like six years seven years you know so it was just like but I put like sparkly dresses or I'll put like certain cheese I want to try you know it's I like wow you have opened my mind to the possibilities (laughs) well the pouch I just want to say the pouch is literally gratitude it's you have to say done yeah, you have or to be complete. Like, yeah, yes. complete. Like it's like this happened, and I it reminds me and makes me so excited because the things we put up there we often think are out of our reach, and that we have to like truly manifest these huge things, and then to go back. Like one of my books took four and a half years to sell. Which some one? of them sell for periods, periods that comes out in twenty twenty three. Can you, lot, can you tell Jenny about your keys are in the dryer and periods, periods? Can you tell our listeners? Can you yes. tell? The only reason I know is because I know Alicia and, but now you and Jenny are best friends. So yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. Jenny yeah. telling you, but you, you tell, tell our listeners about these books. So Katya wrote for one of the books, which is coming out in November 15th. I know. Cause I just looked it up and it's your house keys are in the dryer, a parenting haiku book. <sighs> and it was all in COVID. It's all moms who I know, so like 25 moms who literally only had time to write 17 syllables. And it's, oh, and it's hilarious God. and poignant. 
and heart-wrenching and it's like the perfect thing to give as a gift and sit on the toilet and read and you feel like and it's super incredible and that book was I pitched it and they like were snapped it up and I was like oh this is amazing like I didn't know really anything about haikus but I was just you know it's one of those things the idea was in the universe and thankfully it picked me to put out into the world brilliant you know? And it's great. And it's coming out and Simon and Schuster's distributing it. And then the periods book that I had on my truly had on my vision board uh, for five years, because it took four and a half to sell because it got rejected and rejected is coming out in March of 2023, March or May, one of the M months. And it's like 65 contributors. It is inclusive. It is fun. There are everything from essays about first periods to menopause. We um, interviewed menopause mommies. There's crafts like this artist made these uh, diva cup earrings and a a tampon. And then these like these cool hip Gen Xers like modeled with them. There's word searches. There's Mad Libs. There's photography by my mother-in-law from Mexico where she did an art installation that I pitched to her, like tampons in the Mexican topography. I mean, it is like this huge anthology that I think is going to be really, I'm really proud of it. And it's oh, all in color. Can we pre-order? Yes, you can. You yes. can. It's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all the places. But it is like, I feel like it's a big deal. It's it's very. It's I we worked really hard to make it deal. inclusive, and I mean, I feel like it. I mean, wow. There's things that we missed, but we really. Uh, it has facts, and it's not. It's not like a book that you would give someone, I mean, you could, if it's not like, yo, you got your first period, here's how to do it. Like, we're not scientists. We claim that off the bat, but it's like, oh, every, like half of the population is bleeding. Here's a book to normalize it. And that's funny and sad and interesting and could be on your coffee table. And you cannot be embarrassed about for all ages. I love that. I love it. In my house, my sons are very aware of menstruation very aware. They've seen it. They know it. They know their classmates are going to be going through it and are going through it. Like we need to normalize this shit. Like I love is- that. It's a great book then for, you know, men or boys, you know, who, who are not going to menstruate because it is, it's like a funny, interesting way to look at it. Yeah. You know, that also is poignant. That also is like, Oh, I didn't know this could be like this, you know? Oh so my God. That's I'm so excited. Yeah, so excited. I have a Katia. question. Um, yes, I mean, look, I love your writing. I love your books. I love your performance. I mean, yeah. I want all of this too, Jenny, with you. You and I will just, we know what to do for the holidays. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Going back to vision boards. Okay. Because I am curious and, and, and I didn't even want you to answer the question when we texted because I was like, no, I want to know, do um, you ever put on your board? Cause I, and I do want to know Jenny's as well. I've never asked this to Jenny. Do you ever put a spirit animal on your vision board or do you have a spirit animal? I know that there are some dog stories about dogs that have changed your life that you have loved. Mm-hmm. And we can get into those, but I'm really curious, just because you brought up the spirit realm, mm. how you feel about spirit animals, if you have one, if they're on your board. Um, not necessarily on my board, because that's something to manifest. Mm. Okay. Like, I feel like the animals, and I, I wouldn't say they're spirit animals to me specifically, I'd say like, 
animals. The animal that I feel carries a spirit of someone that is departed mm. in my life. Mm, and I, I don't like know if this. this is the answer. At oh, all it too. is. We're going the right okay. way, right, Jenny? And yeah. So my, my brother passed away. And my brother passed away on Halloween. And when he was younger, and um, every time I see a hummingbird, and it'll show up when I need one, like I'll ask for a, an indicator from the universe of, of the choice is right, or something like I will see a hummingbird. And I'm like, I always say aloud, thank you, Brock. Thank you. Thanks for letting me. And it's not like a memory, like sometimes, which is also valid, like if someone says like, oh, there's a ladybug, like, it reminds me of my grandpa. I know when I see a ladybug, I mean, I've heard people say, I feel like in that moment, that, that bird is the spirit of my brother, mm-hmm. which may sound a little crazy, but it's true. It's how it's my, it's the honest truth. It sounds beautiful. It does not sound crazy. And, and I think there's very... millions of people out there who have the same thing. I think, I think so that's one too. Oh, I yeah. think it's, I think it's um because I feel like I mean I obviously don't know anything about the spirit realm. Well, that's not true. That was a lie. I feel like I try to know more about the spirit realm, and I don't know what is fact or what is not. But to me, that feels like truth. And I think, you know, the uh, matter and energy, you know, is are particles, right? And energy, love is energy. Money is energy. There's all like exchanges. So to me, it like makes sense, like a soul exchange in that capacity. You know, I don't know, but it's always just very calming, very grounding. Mm. It's not like, oh, it's just like, thank you. Thanks for being here. And it'll be, then it goes. I I love that. I love that too. And you have some, like, if I were going to say you remind me of like energetically, hummingbird would be up there. Like (gasps) for me, for you, like the the life. Let's go move is like, I'm like, that's Alicia Gaddis. Yeah. Thanks, Katya. I, well, I need to like interrupt with a story because you were just like, what I see in you is a hummingbird. So (laughs) when when Katya and I met, so we had been phone and Zoom friends for a while. And then I went out to Austin and we like embraced each other, basically moved in together. Yeah. Left our husbands, all that. Um. We were out to dinner and (laughs) the question was like, what kind of dog are you? Oh, you know, like a simple, like, what kind of dog are you? And I apparently made the mistake of telling her that I thought she was a poodle. I'll never forget it. (sighs) Has yet to forgive me. Hates me for it. A poodle. And now I know that I was wrong. I think I was. <laughs> it could have made or break the friendship. Thankfully, it really passed it. Really could have. I mean, then, I have a Brit. I have a Brittany poo. It's just half of you, Jenky. It's okay. You're just I like poodles. Poodle. There's no. Oh, I like poodles too. No, poo- there me? are a lot of things wrong with poodles. They're very <laughs> snobby. They're very like that's why they have to be mixed with another animal. Because right. nobody just wants to cuddle a poodle. They want to be like, purr, purr, I'm a prancing poodle. And I got my hair done. Like nobody's <laughs> like, look at my poodle who comforts me. I mean, there's like, I mean, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm not. But you're not. You no, know? I'm not. So I get me, it. So that, that. I think Katya was angry and threw back in my face that I was a cocker spaniel. I laughed Ooh. out. 
That was a lot. But here's the weird part. Talk about like universe stuff, right? So because I was like, clearly I'm a golden retriever. Like that's my, that's my spirit animal. That's who I am. It's so And she was like, no, you're a Cocker Spaniel. So we walk out of the restaurant and what approaches us with this couple, but Uh. a golden retriever and a Cocker Spaniel. Uh. It was weird. It That's was weird. weird. They were scared of us because we were like, Whoa! and they were like, who are these crazy women? What did that mean to you? Were you like, I need to listen to Katya and the universe. Maybe there's part of the Cocker Spaniel in me. I don't acknowledge. Yes. Is that what was happening? Yes. That's exactly what was happening. Like I was like, okay, maybe I'm a mutt and I'm not <laughs> a purebred golden mm. retriever. I'm a mutt. I accept I, that. But Cocker Spaniels are still very nice, right? They're Don't so they, like, sweet and cute. Yes. But like, that's they also are. not me. I'm not sweet and cute. And you're I'm just like, so <laughs> exactly. You want to play. Like, you I know what play. I mean? But back to spirit animals. Sorry. I think it's hard for me to look anywhere beyond dogs because they're just my jam. Like, mm. I just feel so connected to them. And I think since I was a young kid, it just matched well with my vulnerability and my insecurities Mm. as a child. And like, so connecting more with those domesticated animals where it's just like, they just need, and they need to be comforted. They need to be understood. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like if it's not a dog, it's still some sort of domesticated creature that is like, that's so interesting. That, that almost like gives me like, I'm almost like, huh, because I, I guess where it's different for me is when, with the, the dogs and the domesticated animals I've had in the past, they become so much like a human to me or like not human, but like so part of the family. It's almost like I can't see them as anything other, you know, mm-hmm. where I guess when there's like a wild free thing, I'm like, oh, thanks for visiting but I haven't like seen like a wild dog you know what I mean been like that's the energy that feels this for me you know like with like sometimes like uh, it's weird this is going to be a little over the top like when Django my dog who's I keep looking at that's why I keep looking there he's right there um when I had him I would be like I remember at the very beginning I was like were you a human Django like you know your people constantly with this dog are like say how his eyes look he they're like your dog looks like a human he's one of those dogs i guess where people are just like whoa he has human eyes so i remember like holding his face and be like are you someone i knew who are you yeah like i meant it too i was like are you and then i just decided because i was like are you communicating are you my dog that passed away duke reincarnated are you a person and i've come to the conclusion currently that no he's just Django that i know but maybe he is (laughs) But I don't know. I, well, see, I love it. I see Ophelia everywhere. My, my baby. I see her everywhere. She's everywhere. So like the other day, and I know I posted about this, but this does happen all the time. Like the other day I was, um, I saw this butterfly on the side of the street and it was on its back. I knew it was injured and I picked oh. it up and I got to hang out with it and talk to it. And it was so cool. And my husband was like, bye, I'll see you later on the walk. Cause I'm not waiting for this. And I was like, okay, well I'm, I'm going to be on the street corner with the butterfly. And then oh. I caught up to him and I went on a short walk. And then when we came, when I came home, there was this butterfly all like wouldn't leave and I was, and Eric was like, is that the same one? And I was like, it's Ophelia. Or oh. there's this one red cardinal that's always outside our front door. And I'm like, hi, Ophie. My kids don't even react anymore. Or like yesterday, 
See, I get that. Yeah. She's just everywhere. She's literally everywhere. So yesterday I saw another strange thing, which was a wasp and I could get really close to it because it was on in the middle of the street, not moving, but it wasn't dead. And then I have like these see-through curtains in my office. I I was looking at the wasp. I was talking to the wasp. I was like, are you going to hurt? Eric was like, I hope it stung your face. I'm like, he's always, (laughs) he's always that person in the story. It didn't sting my face. But then later on, like I hadn't been in my office. There was something important, like important email on my computer. And I was coming towards my computer and I felt really good that I hadn't been like online and, and, and chained to my desk. I walk in and my computer is the, the, that sort of sheer curtain is right behind it. This story is unnecessarily long. There was like a wasp right outside. I could just see it like crawling along. It was just, Aww. it's just strange. These sort of synchronicities and they always feel like Ophelia to me. I and I, that. I want to jump in for a second, yeah, please. For, for people who are just tuning in possibly for the first time, yes. tell them who Ophelia is. Ophelia was my first rescue a beagle and the great love of my life and was really a divine creature. Just a, everything I have now is sort of built on the love between me and Ophelia. Beautiful. That was important yeah. information. So Thank people you for knew what that connection that. was. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I love Jenny that you feel that the animals that you save and you spend your time fighting for are your spirit animal. Like I kind of mm, think that I love that. Yeah. Like I feel like owls are my spirit animal in terms of that's where I get what wisdom or guidance. If I see an owl mm. sign of an owl, if I dream of an owl, that means something enormous to me, but it's outside of me. Mm. And if mm. I'm with a goat, that's where I'm like, Oh, I'm you and you're me. Any goat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm coming home. Wow. I'm a goat. Wow. That's incredible. You are the goat. You're the goat. I mean, I don't mean that. I don't mean that goat. I love it. You should be vain. Um, (laughs) I am so vain. I just heard it. I am. (laughs) I, um, one, really want to see your dog's eyes. And two, what I've also admitted on a previous podcast is that my foster dog, Glover, the words came out of my mouth that I thought maybe we were lovers in a previous life. So <laughs> the, fact I mean, that, the fact that you had a moment where you were like, are you human? Who are you? Is also normal in my life. I mean, we, I get it. I get, I really understand that with my first dog who I mentioned to Katya about was Duke. I literally was like that this, he was just my very, very, very best friend. And I would get in trouble because I would put on like clothes on him. I always because like I was like, he can't, he's cold. My mom be like, he has fur. And so I'd put like vests on, like not dog clothes. This is like before you could buy like dog clothes at Target, right? This is like, I would go get vests and like cut my own vest to like fit my dog. And yeah, I just thought we were, he was like my kindred spirit and not to be, I think Django who I love, who's, yeah, I think he and my husband are, have a very like an emotional palpable, like Django will come to me if I, he wants to be held. But if when the two of us come through the door, Django goes to lucky. And I'm the one who's trained him. I'm the one who's taken him to all the training classes, all the things I'm the alpha in the house with him. But Django was meant to be with my husband and Duke for me. I, and I get jealous 
sometimes like that's the truth but that's my daughter fair. comes to me my daughter comes to me I'm like okay we have it even trade I guess <laughs> but with, uh, it's fine um but Duke was Duke was I had that already you know like I mean Duke was like I mentioned to Katya that the night so Duke was with us always I mean he was rescued and um we lived on this like big lake and the woods. And so he wasn't around other dogs. He was around other deer. So he thought he was a deer. He would like run like a deer. Like he literally would run like the deer. And um, we lived there. And then my parents, when I went to college, had to moved because my dad got a different job and they moved to kind of a, a, a steep woods. So like it was just a tiny bit of land and then it would go down to like a you know, a drop off into the woods. So he couldn't get down there. So during the day, and it was kind of more of a neighborhood versus land, but in a lake. So they had to put him in a um, the garage during when they were at work. And he had never been in a garage. And the depression of him was just heartbreaking. He was skinny and it was like clawing out you know, the wall and he was, you know, remember, but we didn't know what to do because he'd never been an inside dog. He was an outside wild deer dog. And so, you know, while I was in college, they gave him to another farm where there were three other dogs and I was devastated and so mad at my parents. Like I was like, I've never been more mad at them. Probably. I just felt so betrayed that they were giving away. And he was like 12. I mean, he was Mm. older, but he still was, he still was, he was one of those animals who at 12, 13, ran like a puppy he never knew he was old he never had any physical ailments that I know of and he was so happy went to visit him once and he tried to run after the car into a highway and I was like I can't do this again I can't it wasn't good for either of us I don't think it wasn't Mm -hmm. like and so then when I came back from college and then one night I was uh, sleeping as one does and I dreamt that I was in the field with Duke and we were running and playing And it was literally one of those things you hear about, like or read about, like a bright light came in it and he ran off and he was, I left and it was, and I had to leave the forest and he stayed in the bright light meadow. I'm getting like emotional about it. He stayed in the meadow and I woke up and I went to college. I went to class and I got a call from my mom that afternoon that they had found Duke peacefully under a tree. He just laid down and, and passed on. And I knew, but I had known, I knew that's what was happening. I knew that call had come, was coming. And I knew our spirits were so connected. I have goosebumps even saying it. Like it was so hard for me. I was absolutely devastated because I wasn't there, but I knew that Duke had given me that gift of being in. You were there. It was there. You were there. I was. And I had given, I was given a real gift of saying goodbye because thinking of talking about you know spiritual realms and energy exchanges I couldn't be there to hold him but I knew how it felt and I was able to let go and that was a beautiful thing and it happened one other time with my grandpa so I knew it was real the same thing but it was an ocean and I got to say goodbye in that way and I woke up the next day they I got a call that he passed away and like Wow. So to be open to the channel, what are animals, our people, I think it's the same wavelength of love. It's the same wavelength of love. Wow. Oof. What a beautiful story. Sorry, I got emotional. I like, no, I'm so happy like, you did. I know. It's, you're supposed to be. That's like so special. My goodness. Can I have like a visual of Duke? 
So I can picture him in my mind. Talk about a mutt. He was gorgeous. He was like, he was, I mean, not, he was not gorgeous. He was a mutt. He was a probably 50 to 60 pounds, like a largish dog. Oh, Django, Django, come here. You want to say hi? Oh, Django was like, I'm not due. I love you the most. Come here. You want to say hi? This is Django, just so you can see. Django, let me see your human eyes. Django. Let me oh see those God. human eyes. Jenkies. Oh, he was taking a nap. He's that's really Jango. Bad. You can't see. Oh, he's ready. He went out. And um, he's like, I've heard enough about I this. I mean, he's I'm adorable. Kidding. I mean, he is. But Duke was like a, this is what we say he was, because he was from the Humane Society. He's a German shepherd. They said he was a German shepherd, husky. I mean, a real mutt. Like a real, like, yeah. what is he? And, you know, it was how one many of, years one ago? One of a kind. years ago. Yeah. And he had, though, bright and Django has the same eyes, bright green, blue, kind of like, kind of similar to my eyes, like crystal, very clear, greenish blue eyes. And then he had these very soft ears. But my dad grew up with German shepherds and loved his German shepherds. And the German shepherds in general kind of scare me a little bit, but my dad loves it and he loves huskies. And huskies, you know, have the pointy stand up ears. My dad wouldn't let us touch Duke's ears because he said that it would stop them from standing up. I, did he make that up? I don't know. But we weren't, but I would secretly go and like his pet his ears. They never stood up. They never stood up. No. Because it's maybe true. he wasn't. You know, is it? Is that my dad didn't make true. it up? It is. True. Yeah. So you're like for a certain length of puppyhood, you're not supposed to touch the German Shepherd ears. Oh my God. My dad was, I don't think, I don't think Duke was a German Shepherd at all. He was just like, oh, we would get, one of a kind. I mean, we would get his, so we lived on the lake and I know dogs do this, but he was so, he was just like funny. He was a smart, smart dog. He would stand on the lake with his nose He'd stand like a perfectly still statue with his nose, just his nose in the water, barely, for probably 20 to 25 minutes. <laughs> Wouldn't move. And the fish would go all around his feet. And then he'd go, and he would catch and a fish with his mouth. One. But then he'd be like, doo, 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 and then let it go. And that was his game. Like, he just, he was great. And he would go everywhere with us. And he definitely would keep my brother, who was like a wild animal, safe you know he'd go out in the woods with them and when my brother was little and he was just one of just one of a kind there's no other and I love and part of me is probably Django probably feels that energy we're lucky doesn't have that like I I picked Django I you know saw him knew he was he was like a he, he was an aggressive pup who showed us not aggressive like uh, he was like there was a his litter there was like one dish of food and all the animals were like, all the little puppies were like trying, it was, we're getting the food. We're squirming in. Django couldn't get in. So he went around the back, then jumped over and literally somersaulted over the top to get to the food. I'm like, that dog's You were awesome. like, that's mine. So fit it right in with the family. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, why won't Django calm the F down? I'm like, oh, he showed us who he was. He showed us who he was. You picked him. It's fine. <laughs> Is me. He picked you as well. Actually, he picked you. Yeah, he did. What's really weird is that the whole time you were telling that Duke story, although you're telling me that he did not look like a shepherd, but the whole time I was picturing him as a German shepherd. Isn't that weird? Mm. That is. Like of all the dog breeds, and that that breed is so connected to your family, it's really strange. But I wouldn't be upset if after this you found a picture and sent it over to us. I because, wish I had one. I really don't uh, have 
any, it's funny. And then even when my mom's, it's a weird, I don't know this also, I don't know if this has ever happened to you all. The vision sometimes I have in my memories doesn't match the Mm -hmm. vision of what you remember to. Also, I think it's because you got one picture then. It wasn't like you had your phone and, you know, and so you could get a good picture of your dog. Like I have so many pictures or of 500,000 pictures. So many dog. pictures. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, look, he's being cute. Oh, he has a nap. Like, it'd be like, what? We don't, I don't even know if we had a camera. I think my mom would like, I mean, we, we, we didn't grow up like having things like cameras, <laughs> you know, we just weren't that, we didn't have the resources for that. So I think my mom would sometimes have like a disposable camera. Oh, so you'd get those. like one shot. Right. right. So Jenga or so Duke, see Jenga did that love veins or the same. It's like that J- Duke would be like in the back, just like, you know, like in it versus now. Like, I'd have like, right. Or, or like <laughs> we would be posing for Easter. I, we have one picture that I, I'll try to get my mom to find. There's my brother and I are like dressed in like, you know, the dorkiest Easter attire on our front porch, like semi smiling. And there, that one, Duke is sitting next to me. Like he's, he was still for it, you know? I love that. I love him. Oh my God. I still feel his presence for sure. But it's not in like a, I've never seen another dog that reminds me of him until like Django. Their, their, their spirits are similar, their personalities, but. Well, I mean, I think the beautiful thing about dogs and I'm sure, you know, people can argue this for all sorts of domesticated animals. But for me with dogs is like, they live through like my learning. Like I'm, you know, I learned so much from them. And so I can just see mm. that in everything that I do. So they're always with me. Like Foster, yeah. my mm. first dog mm. is our logo. Oh, this, this is this. I used to draw this for my kids when they wanted a picture <laughs> to color in a Foster. And so like, he's like my whole experience, my love of him, what he taught me, like it's those dogs, like it's with you mm. all the time, mm. all the time. That feeling, those memories, like they're, they're always with us. I, yeah. And they do. And it's just like my favorite thing about a dog. They do feel the energy too. Like I would, I would argue that Glover feels foster somehow, like not just because you wear your better you. together shirts every day and there's foster. And, and I would argue that Django feels Duke's energy or your, the love there. Like I did, yeah. I I put up an Instagram video where, and like in fast forward, I wrote down every foster dog we, ha- I wrote down Ophelia oh. and then wrote down every foster we have <gasps> ever had. And there, I love that. Just one. had our 65th. And oh my God. No. And Ophelia passed away when we had a foster who then became our forever named Sassy, another Beagle mix. And then right. Then, then we had a bunch of fosters with Sassy and it was like, Ophelia was my assistant, right? I wouldn't have never fostered without her. So I felt like every dog was like connected to her. Mm. And then Ophelia and Sassy were very connected. And then Ophelia passed and Sassy was now my assistant. And then right before Sassy died, we got Wally, my giant pity boy here. And they loved each other. And she had been through maybe 10 fosters. And wow. I feel like I just basically had to write it down to connect it in my brain, but like Wally feels the energy of Sassy who felt the energy of Ophelia. It's like, it's like this weird baton thing. And I bet that that's going on in your home, Jenny. Yeah. With your fosters. Which is why I should keep Glover, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. If you want to, yes, come here. If you want to know, go maybe anywhere else. (laughs) Come here. 
No, he's not having it. He's sleeping Al- on the couch. Alicia, are you going to write about dogs? A and how can people who are listening to this podcast episode find you? B. Oh, I have never thought about writing about dogs until this moment, but maybe I know you do so well, though. So I will yield the floor to you, Katya, because your <laughs> writing about dogs is amazing. And I can't wait for the world to read your book. It's going Thank to be you. amazing. You're welcome. And and I mean that truly. And people can find me. I'm always bad at this part. I think my Instagram is Alicia Gaddis here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think is. my I think I have like a Facebook, got those kind of things. You do. You know, you'll see lots of pictures of my dog on there, probably. Good He's website so cool. too. Yeah, I've got a website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna we're um kind of off the road for touring right now. We just finished some, a lot of shows. Like the last week, the last three weeks I've been in. No, four weeks. Four weeks. We were in Chicago, New York, San Francisco. And then we're just in Las Vegas. So we're back in LA for a while. So I'm kind of like off the road for a little bit, but, um, which is great. And I'm, you know, and I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to like share this energy. And it makes me really think about a lot of things. I was thinking about, truthfully, I was thinking about Lucky, my husband's dog, Freddie. He always had chihuahuas. One of the things, this is like totally a different thing, but not really because it's all related. It's interesting when you have your partner too, and you've come from two different places of rearing different dogs or not rearing, you know, like raising, you're living with the dogs. So he grew up with an indoor dog with indoor things. And I grew up with like a woodsy dog. And I remember when we got Django, Lucky did not understand that I had never been around a dog that was allowed on a couch Mm. or slept with you. And I was like, my mom told me that's not that's not what you do, you know, <laughs> that you don't have a dog. If you sl- have a dog sleep in your bed, you're going to get a divorce. Like that was what my mom told me. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. And my mom told me if I got a king size bed, that, that if I get a king size bed, I would also get a divorce because it's too much space in the ma- matrimonial bed. <gasps> so we, we don't have a king size bed, but our dog sleeps with us. And when we are away from him, I bring up the fact that we've been away. I've missed him, his weight mm-hmm. at my feet. You know, I miss the weight and the feeling and the, it's everything in our lives with our animals become so connected. If he, he is so part of our, our lives, of course. I mean, I think people, when their loss of pets that we're talking about, I didn't truly understand or truly empathize with the death of people's beloved pets until I'm an adult and understand and can label what that love really is because it's losing a member of your family and part of your soul. And I think people are like, Oh, I'm sorry. You lost your dog. Okay. You got one day. Let's go back to work. It's a like it is such so much bigger than that. And when we're able to like see that with those domesticated animals in our lives to become members of our family, I don't know. I just think there's room for us as people to be in that together more and to give more like the, the more love and the more loss that we can acknowledge. I think that's important. Amen, sister. Amen. I think it's really important. I'm really glad you called it out. And also, it's not lost on me that. Though Django's life sounds just delicious and cushy, so did Duke's <laughs> yeah. because Duke wanted 
and got, and, and maybe not every dog who gets it wants it, or and maybe not every dog who gets inside life wants that. Because Duke got what he wanted, which was the woods and playing with fish yes. and land and movement in, in the mm-hmm. sun. And, mm-hmm. and exactly. so it's like, it reminds me every time I hear stories like that, it reminds me over and over again that like, I don't know what is the best for every being's life. <gasps> That's such a good point. Yes, I love that. Because it's like people, some people, I long to be in a city. This would kill my mother. Like she wants to be in the woods and take walks in nature. Why? Why you're exactly right. Why can't our pets also have that soul experience? They do, you know. And you're right. We have to. We give them all we can, you know. But yeah. there's also a room for us to listen to who they are when they come. They are. They're individuals. Lives. I love every that. dog is an individual. Mm-hmm. Jenny True. and you know all of them. <laughs> yes, I do. You're friends with every individual. Every dog. single one. <laughs> Sounds like it. You all Every are single ama- doing amazing work. I'm very impressed. Thank Guys, you. Everybody listening, I know you love Alicia Gaddis as much <laughs> as we do, but if you want to email uh, Jenny and I at the animal that changed you at gmail.com. So the animal that changed you at gmail.com. If you want to email us, we promise that we will share with Alicia any spirit animals Aww. that you might have or dreams of animals that you might have. Or maybe you just want to ask us a question or uh, share a story. Jenny and I can read it on an episode. Oh, but if it's specifically it. Alicia Gaddis related, you bet your bippy. <gasps> Mm -hmm. right Jenny I will receive it openly I'm totally excited (laughs) love that love it love it love it love it amazing I was I'm so grateful for you all thank you so much for having me to this delight and now I just want to go like cuddle my dog more as always I I mean that's what I'm doing I like make him when he got off the when he got off the bed I was like no keep choosing me for a little bit longer Thank you for tuning into The Animal That Changed You. We'll see you next week. We hope you subscribe to this show and leave a review, tell your people, and become our friend. Follow us on Instagram at The Animal That Changed You and at Better Together Dog Rescue. We're here for you, and we're here for your animals. For more great iRaw podcasts, visit iRawPod.com. That's I-R-O-A-R-P-O-D.com. Ah!